And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, that they should not be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I don't know about you, but it's a little too soon after Christmas and all the eating that I did to read a passage that talks about laying aside weight and running with endurance. But Christmas is over and we're headed towards New Year's. And those are just the kinds of things that we're thinking about when we're making New Year's resolutions. What do we wanna accomplish? What do we want to do? Who do we want to be? How do we need to change? And I don't know if you're there yet as you watch this. You might be a little more towards the Christmas side than you are towards the New Year's side. But those days are coming. Those moments are coming when you start thinking about who you want to be in 2021. And as you're doing that, I want to encourage you to not just think physically or financially or about your family, but to say, what do I want to change who do I want to become in my relationship with God in 2021? Because here's what I believe. 2021 for you can be a life-changing year if you let it. It can be a year where you go deeper in your relationship with God than you have ever gone. Maybe where you even begin to have a relationship with God that you have never had. And so as you are thinking along those lines, I want to invite you to think about a couple of other things in that direction from this passage in Hebrews. In fact, I want to walk you through three things that if you and I will do in 2021, our lives will change and our relationships with God will go deeper. Three things, and they're simply this. I want to invite you to look ahead, light the fire, and lean on Jesus. Let's start with the first one, look ahead. The metaphor that the writer of Hebrews uses is he tells us to run with endurance the race that is set before us. 
You know, when you run a race, there is one thing that is always true, and that is that you know where you're going. It's not a race unless there's a course charted, a destination in mind, a a finish line, something to accomplish. When you set out to run a race, you have looked ahead and said, this is where I need to be. And when the writer of Hebrews tells us to run with endurance the race set before us, he's telling us something really important about our spiritual lives. He's telling us to set a goal to have in mind a destination, to get somewhere with God, to say, here's where I want to be. Here's who I want to be. Here's the relationship with God that I want to have in 2021. Let me ask you, have you thought about that? I mean, if right now you were to daydream a little bit and say, hey, if 2021 was going to be the best year of my life spiritually, what would that look like? What are you longing for in your relationship with God? Better yet, what is God whispering to you even now that he wants to do in your life in the year ahead? Well, the writer of Hebrews is telling us having that in mind is vitally important for our spiritual lives. We're going to run a race, but we have to know where we're going. But the other thing he tells us, which is also important, is that that race that we're going to run, it's not going to be a sprint. It's going to be a little more like a marathon. He tells us to run not with speed, but with endurance, meaning it's going to take a while. Look, to get anywhere in life that is meaningful, to get the degree, to build a great marriage, to accomplish in business, to raise great children, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes endurance. In fact, one time a couple of years ago, I ran a half marathon with my mom. She's a a runner and somehow tricked me or guilted me into running with her. And I can remember being at the halfway point, about six miles in, and there being a guy there handing out cups of water at the halfway point check line. And he looked at me as I ran past and he said, hey, good news, you are halfway done. And I have to be honest, in that moment, I could have tackled him because while he thought he was being encouraging, what I actually heard him say was, hey, everything you just did, you get to do it again. And my endurance was running out. But the writer of Hebrews says that is what's true of growing spiritually. If we think about where we want to get in our relationship with God, if we think about what God wants to do in our lives, it is going to require endurance. We have to look ahead and we have to see that the race will be long. The writer also tells us that if we're going to run successfully, we don't just need to look ahead at where we want to be or at what God wants to do, but we need to look ahead at the kind of life we will need to live if we're going to run the race well. Serious running, serious runners are not just committed to leaving the house and starting to jog. It's a lifestyle. It's a commitment. It's a 360-degree commitment to accomplishing what they want to accomplish as runners. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way. He says, look, if we're going to be successful, we have to lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. It's interesting the connection that he's making there. He says, on the one hand, we have to realize that sin— Doing things not God's way, but our way, is going to keep us from becoming the kind of people that we need to become. 
But he also says it's not just sin, but it's weight. It's needless obstacles. In other words, here's what he's saying. When you think about your relationship with God and the way you want it to be in 2021, when you hear from God what he wants to do in your life in the new year, there are going to be two things that you have to reckon with, two things that you have to look ahead and have a plan to deal with. On the one hand, your sin, and on the other hand, the things that won't help you get where you need to go. Listen, you have to understand, and I have to understand, we together need to understand that where God wants to take us, if we get there, to get there, we can't be who we are right now. There are things that God is going to want to point out to us, things that we're doing that are wrong or simply not helpful in getting where we want to get in our relationship with God. Even now, perhaps God is putting his finger on something in your heart or on your mind and saying, hey, to take you where I want to take you, this has to go. And I want to encourage you to commit yourself to that, to see that the version of you that God wants to bless in 2021, the version of you that is in a deep relationship with God in the new year, is a version that has had to do violence against the sin and the weight, the obstacles that are in the way. That leads me to the second thing that I want you to see from this passage, which is to get there, we're going to have to light the fire. Look, running is not a lot of fun for most of us. And the idea of laying aside weight and dealing with sin, of being honest about the things we do and the habits we formed and the behavior that we engage in that gets in the way of growing spiritually is not easy. And, and we might be excited about being new in the days leading up to the new year, but most of us have a long history of failing in our new year's resolutions. If we're going to stick to becoming who God wants us to be, if we are going to let God do something great in our lives in 2021, then we have to stay motivated. We have to have the fire of motivation lit in our heart. And like a true campfire, you've got to stoke it. You've got to keep it going. So where does that motivation come from? Where can we find this energy, this enthusiasm to sustain us in the change that God wants us to bring in 2021? Well, the answer to that, as any good advertiser will tell you, is in a good testimonial. Most diet commercials that you've seen or workout commercials, things that are designed to encourage you to buy into a plan, get a book, start working out, are in the form of another person telling you how that has been successful for them. And the marketing goes like this. Hey, I once was like you. I was out of shape. I had put on a few extra pounds. I wasn't very disciplined. I wasn't very organized. And But I bought this plan. I read this book. I started this workout regimen and look at me now. The power of a testimonial is that we say, wow, if that person can experience that kind of change and live that kind of life, then so can I. See, what we need to be motivated to grow spiritually, what we need to believe that 2021 can be the best year of our lives in terms of our relationship with God, is we need stories of people like us who have experienced that kind of life change. 
And you know where we get that? We get it from the Bible. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 11, the full chapter that comes right before our passage today, uh, there are a million testimonials about all the things that God has done. In fact, this passage is often called the Hall of Faith. But that's not a great name, and the reason why is because it makes us think that those are the super believers or the super Christians But actually, that's not the best way to read Hebrews 11 at all. Instead, what we should see is that Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, all the names listed for us there were just people like us. In fact, the Bible works really hard as you read it to demythologize its heroes, to show you that David was an adulterer, that Moses had an anger problem and was a murderer that Noah occasionally drank too much alcohol. Why would the Bible work so hard to poke holes in the stories of its heroes? Well, because they're not heroic at all. That's not the point. The point is that they became the people that we know of from the Bible stories by trusting God. Hebrews 11 is like a bunch of people lining a street so that as we run down it, they cheer us on saying, you can do it. You can experience God in your life. You can be used by God to do great things. And we know that because so were we. In fact, one of the great ways the writer of Hebrews shows this is in the end of Hebrews 11, which was read for us earlier, because in that passage, he talks about a bunch of people we don't know. He talks about people who faced death for their faith, people who risked everything to tell other people about who God was and what God was doing. He talks about men and women and they and them, but he doesn't use any names. I like to think of it as the junk drawer of Hebrews 11. And the point the writer is making is this, is maybe you aren't Noah, maybe I'm not Abraham, but the truth is that God for centuries has worked in ordinary people whose names we don't even know to do extraordinary things. Friends, if you're not spending time in the Bible, can I challenge you to make a plan in 2021 to get serious about reading it? Because the Bible is where the fire gets lit in your heart to believe that God is incredible and he can and will do incredible things in your life. Fill your heart and fill your mind with the stories of all that God has done and find in them testimonials, motivation on all that God wants to and can and will do in your life in 2021. There's a third thing here for us in this passage, and you really can't miss this because this is the secret to unleashing incredible spiritual growth in your life in 2021, and that is that we need to lean in to Jesus, to lean on Jesus. You see, because we know how this goes, right? We start out the beginning of a year saying we're going to spend time with God. We're going to take on the sin in our lives. We're going to get rid of the relationships and the habits that get in the way of us growing spiritually. But a day in, a week in, a month in, we find ourselves struggling. We're running the race, but we're limping. And sooner or later, we fail to finish. But you see, this is where Christianity is so different than any other religion. Because the writer of Hebrews tells us to run the race with endurance, but then he says this, 
looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Meaning, fix your eyes on Jesus. He started this story and he will finish it. In fact, the writer tells us that even now he's seated at the right hand of God, that the one who sits on the throne of heaven, it's this one who is on your side. It's this one who wants to see you grow. It's this one who wants to use you in his kingdom. We don't run the race with endurance on our own. No, 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 no. We run it leaning on Jesus asking him for help, spending time with him, leaning into his Holy Spirit who comes to help us accomplish all things. In fact, the image I have in my mind here comes from a story from the 1992 Barcelona Olympics. There was a British sprinter running in the 400-meter men's semifinals called Derek Redman. And about uh, halfway into the race, Derek blew his right hamstring. I, I bet you've seen this viral video. He, he couldn't finish the race. In fact, he collapsed on the ground and then he got up realizing he wasn't going to win, but maybe if he kind of hopped on one foot, he could at least finish. And he was struggling and failing until a man came down from the stands, Jim Redmond, Derek's father. And he was shoving off security guards, telling them to mind their own business. And he comes alongside his son and he hugs him. And you can see his son, who's worked so hard to accomplish his dream of running in the Olympics, is devastated. And you can see the dad whisper to his son and say, you're going to finish. Lean on me. And Derek puts his arm around Jim and Jim carries him to the finish line, fighting off security guards, whispering to his son, we are in this together. It's an incredible, incredible moment. If you haven't seen it, YouTube it. But in that moment, there's a picture of the gospel. Not that we in our strength will say, I will be a better me in 2021. I will grow spiritually in the new year. But that we say this, God has shown me throughout the Bible that he wants to do amazing things through ordinary people. And I'm going to lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, and I'm going to run with endurance, but on my own, I'll never finish. So I'm going to throw an arm around Jesus, and I'm going to let him carry me as he reminds me that he has come to live in my place and die in my place and raised from the dead and given me his Holy Spirit so that I have all that I need to be who God wants me to be in the new year. Friends, as you begin praying with me that God would change our lives in this new year and that through our lives, he would change Northeast Ohio and the world. Have a great new year. God bless.